Welcome to Remix the Narrative. Remix the Narrative is a podcast that discusses the issues and topics that impact children, families, and education. Through dialogue, we discuss the good, bad, great, and ugly with the hopes to promote change. Tune in to get expert advice and tools to help the whole family. All right. Hello, everybody. We are officially live. Thank you so much for joining us um, on our Wednesday Remix and Narrative Talks. I'm so excited because today the topic is for the girls. So last week when we met, it was for boys. We met with Vondale Singleton, which was really great. Um, Him just sharing some wisdom and things for young men. And today we have an amazing guest that's going to talk a lot to our girls. And so as you are coming on, um, you will be able to see that you have the comments below. If you have anything you would like to ask or any comments or anything you want to say hi to Samika or anything like that, just say it and I'll have it come up on the screen. Um, and then again, as we are talking, this is really a conversation about how we can best support our young ladies, um, not even just during this time, but just year long. So again, I just want to welcome all of you all to listening to our conversation. And we're going to start off with Miss Samika. So Samika, I want you to just Tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself. Okay. So thank you so much for having me on. Great. I'm really grateful um, that you, you chose me to speak. Um, my name is Cynthia Gates. Um, I am a lot of things. I'm a mother. Um, I'm a teacher. I currently teach seventh grade, which is a lot, but I, I love it. Um, <laughs> I, um, what else? I am the founder of Girls Are Pearls, which is um, a new mentoring girls program. Um, that focuses in on our core values, um, but also exposure, service, and um, being our authentic selves. Um, I am a Chicago native. Um, I have a master's in human services, general counseling. Um, I love to volunteer. Um, I love to eat. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> like long walks on the beach. No, I'm just playing. Hey, you like keep keep going, girl. Talk about yourself. Look, y'all, know. we ain't doing nothing. We just quarantined in. We ain't got nothing. Yeah, to just in the house, <laughs> right? Doing lesson plans, trying to teach a preschooler and a fifth grader. It's so, real. Wow. We we had a conversation Monday all about how are we managing this new way of living. So I think yeah. in general, when we talk about how we best support girls, I think how we best support everybody in this because this is definitely a very interesting interesting time um and i would like to just i don't want to gloss over that so how has it been for you and your family because i think that's important for people to kind of get an eye in on how people are feeling during this time um i would say i definitely enjoy spending a lot of time with my children i mean i'm with them all the time but um this takes it to a new level and the reason i say that is because it's not just us, you know, mommy and, and the kids playing, um, but this is also, okay, now you have to do schoolwork and mommy has to do work. And sometimes it's, my kids love my attention and they're used to getting my attention, but now I'm like, hey, I have to work. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Like and text messages all day from, you know, from, from admin and from students as well. And um, it, it's an adjustment, um, but I try to make sure that we get outside at least once a day, whether it's a walk to the um, to the corner um, or around um, at the park, um, if we go in the backyard, just trying to get that sunlight in because it can be really 
you know, take a toll on you if you're just in the house all day, every day, in front of the screen, in front of the computer, um, and just, it's, it could be a lot. So, <clears throat> but, you know, we've done some things. We've had some Zoom calls with family, which has been really cool, um, really trying to um, embrace the technology yeah. that we have um, and just not go crazy. But we've been eating a lot. Girl, oh my gosh, don't even... <laughs> Let's not even get on the eating. I legit, me and two of my good friends, we made a pack. Like, we have to hold each other accountable because, I mean, I just want to come out better than when the way I came in, right? I don't want to <laughs> come out of quarantine and y'all see these lives in Facebook more and more. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm, I, I feel you. I think it's just a time we just got to make the most of it and um, just try to help each other during this time as much as possible. So um, I think this is a perfect segue. So you shared about your background and what I'm excited about is just to really hear people's stories on how they started their organizations, um, programs, because I think that is just one inspiring for people who are aspiring to do the same thing. And I also think that during this time when you are quarantined, it's also a time of, hey, now I have time to actually kick off that thing I want to kick off, right? right? So um, just hearing other people's startup stories and how they got started is always motivating. So the beginning, how did it even start? Like, how did you even come up with this uh, idea? So Purpose actually started before it was even Purpose. Like when I was a kid, um, it really started from a place of pain, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I had a, you know, a lot of exposure during my childhood. Um, my parents, my family did a really good job of um, making sure that we had the best education, that we um, were exposed to the arts, we're exposed to different cultures. Um, but it was it was a difficult kind of time for me emotionally. I dealt with a lot of depression. I dealt with a lot of um, identity issues. I went to a primarily white um, elementary school. I grew up in Woodline, like totally mm. different. Exactly. Um, you know, trying to find myself, I really um, I struggled a lot. And then going on through, you know, my high school years, um, really experienced some trauma during that time. And um, I just vowed to myself, I said, you know what, Sanika, when you get the opportunity, um, you're going to create a space where girls feel safe, you know, where they can have an outlet, where they have someone that they can talk to, where um, they can be exposed to the things that you were exposed to. Because a lot of kids that I grew up with, you know, they had never seen a, a Shakespeare play live. They had never, you know, experienced Alvin Ailey. They had never experienced a Chinese New Year, you know, things yeah. like that. So I, I vowed to myself, you know what, when I get through this, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, life happened. Um, I had a daughter. The thought was always in my head. I always knew that I was going to do this. But mm. I think I was more fear than anything of actually kind of going for it. Like, why are they listening to me? Like, I'm still going through it. Like, why are they going to listen to me? Um, but I really kind of, I kept it in the back of my mind. And then last year, messing around with my kids, trying to be young, <laughs> I fell off a hoverboard and got a concussion. And um, I was out of work for about two and a half months. And one of my good girlfriends, um, Luana Hunter, she told me, you know what, Samika, it's time for you to um, do this program. You have yeah. talked about it with your master's thesis. You know, you've been talking about it for all these years. You have the time now. Go ahead and do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm at home, you know, might as well. So um, I kind of put my thoughts down. I emailed a bunch of people, you know, mm -hmm. just trying to see, like, who would come on with me because I knew I yeah. could do it myself. Yeah. And I got a handful of responses. Um, we started meeting up last summer um, and we came up with some more ideas, really put our heads together. And then um, in September of 2019, we had our first Saturday session. Awesome. 
Yeah. Um, and the name Pearls, um, my grandmother was a huge influence in my life. And she always wore pearls. She always had a pearl necklace or she wore a pearl um, ring. And I just wanted to, um, you know, honor her with that as well. So that's where pearls came from. Awesome. And can you tell us what the pearls stand for? Because I know it has a, a meaning behind that. Yeah. So pearls stand for proud, educated, ambitious, um, responsible leaders and scholars. Awesome. And then who is the demographic that it really like is targeted towards? Is it for all girls or what particular age range? Um, my primary primary age range is middle school. So um, I would say sixth grade through eighth grade is primarily who we're focused on. Um, our focus is shifting a little bit from, um, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, yeah. um, but it's shifting from more the Saturday programs to doing more exposure trips and service opportunities. So with that, um, I would encompass any girl based on the activity that we're doing. Awesome. So resources and support. So you you hit right on like, hey, I knew I couldn't do this by myself. I knew I had to bring, bring some people on. And so how was that process? Because I think that especially, um, and I'm sure you can attest to this, like starting something new, it could be your baby, but if it's not someone else's dream, you're like, are they actually going to be a part of it? Like have people stood, stayed with it from the beginning to now? Like how is it kind of getting people to rally behind it? Like what are some of the partnerships or maybe supports you've been able to get and also maybe had some learned lessons from along the way? Um, and I think I already knew this, but life happens. So, you know, who we started out with at the beginning um, may not be as active as they were at the beginning um, that they are now. And it, yeah. it's okay, you know, we still have that support. Um, the people who um, are really on my board and who are there with me, um, even if they aren't there on the Saturday programs, um, they're still there. I can always have one good girlfriend, um, Stephanie Harris, who has been amazing. She's been with me um, pretty much my right hand from the beginning. Um, she just had a baby. <laughs> Yeah, she can do it. Um, my mom, she's one of the people who's really been there. Um, my sister Kenea, she stepped in right on time. She just graduated from Alabama A and M, so okay. she's home, and you know she really stepped in. Um, so it's really been like a family, really close support. I have a good friend in Atlanta. Um, I email her all the time. You know, just even for technical support for like the the website and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's really just been kind of that close knit group of um, friends and family who have really supported me um, to get this together. And, you know, like I said, even if they're not physically there on the sessions, I know that I can still go to them. Um, and then just like outside resources, I've had the opportunity to um, just reaching out. And people, what I'm learning is that if you ask, people will either say no or they'll say yes. Yep. And if they say no, they may say no, but and then give yeah, you another exactly. opportunity. So um, I've had the opportunity to take kids to the um, Hebrew Brantley exhibition um, that we had, um, that he had here, when was it? I think it was earlier this year. Oh, the fly boy? Oh yeah. my gosh. That's I so. <laughs> it was completely free. Um, I have um, a relationship with the Auditorium Theater. We were going to, you know, Rona really messed us up, honestly, you know, because we had a lot, a lot of things planned and I just emailed, you know, hey, I have a group of girls, I have a group of students that um, I'm really trying to break them outside of what they're normally used to. And um, I want them to see Misty Copeland. I want them to yeah. see Wonder Museum. I want them to um, experience um, what it's like to uh, serve at a, a women's shelter. Because you need to understand that, yes, you may be blessed with all these things, but there are other people who are not. So we need to see yeah. both sides of it. 
And I love the fact that you said, I mean, you we can't be when you're trying to start anything scared of the no or scared mm -hmm. of even the yes, to be honest, because sometimes it's like you can get the you you're expecting the no. And it's mm -hmm. like if you get the yes, you're like, oh shoot, I might have to yeah. I gotta pull through on this, right? Like, <laughs> like y'all really, really go fund this. Oh, this better be a good event then, you know, or if it's a no, like understanding that that doesn't deny what's been put on my heart to do, right? And so mm -hmm. I think that that's a lot of a beginning part. Like we could see organizations that we may have been inspired ourselves by, or we see other people maybe doing similar work. And everyone's mm -hmm. journey and story is different. But I just love the fact that at the end of the day, what I've learned as well that people want to support people that's doing great work. Mm -hmm. Like if you are helping, um, and even just the story you shared is about, man, you know, these are some of the things I went through that led me to this point. There's connection in that, right? So regardless mm -hmm. of we may feel like that's a boundary, others feel like that was ties me to want to give to you more because yeah. I've been there. You know what? Like I was that girl as well that didn't have that exposure. Like, let me help these group of girls as well. So just giving that encouragement to those who are listening. A lot of times uh, my minister said this early in the year and I've been sticking to it. He was like, in the work that you do, you have to walk in boldness. Like you gotta be okay with what comes with it, the good, the bad, all of that, but understanding if you're consistent, consistency is always gonna pay yourself off. So I'm 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 excited to hear that. And so consistency, which you already hit, girl, corona ain't <laughs> I think it, it put a wrench in the NBA in school, everybody's plans, you know, and so I think that. It's just also, I think, a testament of are you going to stay to your mission? You know what I mean? I think that I've had, I'm grateful for this time, to be honest, because I feel like it gives us opportunities to think about, man, even in this current storm, how am I still going to serve my mission? Right. And so I think um, just starting off with what you said, Girls Are Pearl stands for, and just even the story behind it, like what would be some advice? Um, that you would say is really important for our young ladies or we should be considering about our young girls during this time. Yeah. So I think the, the, the advice that I really have is to um, use this time to really talk to our girls. Um, I just know just from experience with the girl, the um, Pearls girls, and then even with my own students, sometimes all they need to do is talk, just show a little bit of interest. Since we're in the house together, just have a conversation. Don't have any judgment, even if you're cringing inside on what they're saying just appreciate the fact that they're opening up to you and uh, talk to them. And then even if you don't necessarily agree with what they're saying, you know, process it and talk through it with them. Um, encourage them to, um, to focus on things that they're interested in. Um, if you have some budding artists in the house, you know, Dollar Tree has canvases that they like to paint. Um, they can, you can go to Dollar Tree and you can do your own little sip and paint in the house. Um, you can do family game nights. If you have um, girls who are poets or, you know, yeah. just encourage them to really um, be who they are and let them be okay being who they are. And if they just want to be quiet and just look at you, my daughter loves TikTok videos. I have no rhythm, but I'm trying, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying. and, um, you know, just, just being that support for them because we're all in the house together. I know we have some families who do have those parents who are um, the workers who are not necessarily home. Um, yeah. And social media and technology can be a great thing, um, but I think too much can be a hindrance as well. So, you know, use it while we have to, use it to connect with people, but then put the devices down, have a family yeah. movie night, spend that quality time 
with your girls, and this goes for girls and boys. Yeah. Uh, spend that quality time together. Again, just talk. Um, have them to uh, in, in hobbies, maybe something that you are in, interested in and that you've never shared with your daughter or with your niece or with your friend or your cousin or whomever. And maybe it's something that they're interested in. I keep telling myself that um, I just read one. I don't have rhythm, Molly. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She said, yes, you do, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like maybe it's something I keep telling myself that I'm going to exercise. So, you know, that's something that you can do as a family. You can do a, a family Zoom. One of my friends did a family Zoom um, karaoke, you know, yeah, and, um, a family Zoom um, game night. You know, so if you're going to use technology, you know, definitely use it um, in those ways. But just also monitor what your girls are doing because social media is it is hard and um, just experiences from you know students that I've talked to over the last couple of years and just the things that they've experienced this can be a really difficult time as well especially yeah. if they're spending a lot of time inside if they don't feel comfortable going outside you know I, I live and I work in the Austin neighborhood and every day you're hearing about the the, the violence that's going on and there are some kids who just can't go outside. And, you know, they do go to social media. Um, my students are saying, I'm playing the game until 6, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. You know, we, right. we need to curb that a little bit. Um, and just use the technology to our advantage, but also just focusing in on really um, getting to know our kids and yeah. really getting to know one another and just things that we're really interested in. I mean, you hit on so many things. I think the first part of what you just ended with, like getting to know our kids. Um, I mean, we understand being teachers. I'm usually with my students technically more than I'm with my own son, right? So I'm, you know, teaching from, I got to be at work by 7.30, don't get home to a certain amount of students, like six, because we traveling and getting home and cooking. And it's time to go to bed and do it over again. I think that in many cases, you know, the time that we, wish we had we're getting at times a hundred right so we're like oh i wish i had more time with my family like y'all together then so y'all mm -hmm. might as well you know make the most of it but i think that it's also a prime opportunity like you said to kind of get to know where your child is at that moment like i know for trey um it's been really good for me to just do a lot more like listening and observing mm -hmm. and um even when he is playing the game which he's going to get off really soon you know but just listening like who he's talking to i'm like Huh, okay, you know, and just being able to have those moments, like you said, that we turn off and we're we doing like a coloring competition or we're doing, you know, things that I wouldn't normally have that patience, honestly, to do. And not because I don't want to have it, but I'm like, oh, we can't do that right now because I got to get up, got to do this. But now, I mean, we have a little less restraint on my schedule to have to be able to do those things. And so I think that that's so important. And then secondly, this time is triggers for people, you know, and um, just listening to even some of my girls, like seeing loss on TV reminds them of loss they've experienced, right? So um, hearing about someone's grandma passed reminds me of when my grandma passed or, you know, for some of our parents, for some of our girls, I mean, really their friends, especially in a certain age range, like your friends really, really matter, right? <laughs> so it's like when I was younger, you know, of course that still matters, but like, man, I, I don't have that interaction with my peers. I'm feeling some kind of way. Like you said, social media can be playing a part. And so I think it's just important that we're creating safe spaces for our girls as well. Um, thinking about that, I think as parents, and I wanted to include this part because working with kids, 
I always understand parents are sometimes a little bit like, my girls ain't thinking about that. They not they not worried about that. And you know, <laughs> like, girl, um, well, they stay too young, you know, and I and I'm like, no, no. And if anything, you want to be ahead of that as well. So I think these are prime opportunities to have those kind of parent talks and be able mm-hmm. to have those conversations. So working with the age range that you work with, uh, what are some things or some topics that you would say like parents should be trying to kind of get ahead of or could be considering like even though my baby is 11 this is also something we should be really talking about um that you come across with working with your girls um working with the girls in the program, um, as well as um, both um current and, and and previous um especially at this age grade age range and i say between like sixth grade eighth grade and even a little bit younger and a little bit older um you know just I've done a really, I, I pride myself on really building relationships with kids. And sometimes I can just sit back and just listen to what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. And I try to keep a straight face sometimes, you know, but it, they're talking about a lot of stuff. You know, they're talking about sex. They're talking about drugs. Sometimes they're experimenting with these things. Um, a lot of anger, um, depression. Um, I had, you know, previous students who were thinking about suicide and who were tempted, who were cutting themselves. Um, so, you know, as parents, we get so busy sometimes and we get so caught up on everything else. Um, and this time is a really good time to really just have those conversations. You can be watching a movie or watching a TV show and an yeah. experience come up. And, you know, that can be a time to really just kind of slide it in. You don't have to have a full talk right then and there, but just kind of see where your kid's head is at and just continue to have those conversations. And sometimes kids may not be um, as comfortable talking to their parents right away. But I think that if you share a little bit, they'll share a little bit, especially yeah. Have um, if you don't have that close, close relationship for whatever reason, yeah. um, you do have that relationship, but it's still like, uh, I don't know how I feel about talking about <laughs> it. Um, you know, especially for girls, we have to have those conversations because they're talking about it, you know, they're experiencing it, and even if they're not um, necessarily taking part, some of their peers may be, and yeah. then peer pressure comes in. You know, there are a lot of kids that I talk to that have been pressured into doing things or um, have had people try to pressure them into doing things. I think that if they had that parent support, um, that it may, not to say that it'll stop them from doing anything, but even if they do do something, they may feel more comfortable coming back and talking to you about it. And as parents, we have to understand, like we live in a totally different generation. Like the things that they have access to are so different than than what you know we had back then. We didn't have, you know, when we have the flip phone in high school. <laughs> Even then, it was like towards the end. I'm like, I couldn't yeah. imagine high school with social media. Yeah. Like, oh my you, gosh. You got to check that stuff. And you have yeah. to be, I'm not, you don't have to be, don't be tolerant, but you just have to be willing and open to listen to what your kids are saying because they are going to tell you a lot of stuff without saying so much. You know, sometimes their actions, their behaviors, some of the things that they're speaking, maybe the way that they're reacting to certain things. Um, it's telling you a lot and we just have to be yeah. open we have to be aware and we have to be willing to listen and we have to be willing to um have those tough conversations that we necessarily we may not necessarily want to have and we have to admit when we're wrong or when we do something that may not have been you know been the best for our kids um but i think that's just the biggest thing just being open and willing and not reacting to what yeah. they're saying in a way that is going to push them off because if you know, you try to have that conversation and your initial reaction is like that of what the, you know, your your child 
will probably be like, okay, well, I can't go to my parent for that. But if you're more like, okay, I hear yeah. you, I understand. <laughs> I may need some time to process it, but we're going to come back to it. But then make yeah. sure that if you do table that conversation, that you come back to it. And you just want to create a safe space where they do feel comfortable. Because you would rather your kids come and talk to you than go yeah. talk to you know, somebody else who doesn't have their best interest at heart. I love it. Like, even what you just said is kind of triggered a, a situation that happened with me. So I don't have a daughter. I have a son. If you talk to my mom, she thinks I need one. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> like, okay, why? Well, uh, but we were actually, and I think just during this time, having family time, like movies and different things that you do are able to have like those organic conversations, right? And so I, even as a parent, like I will pride myself in me and my son being really close, but like something as simple as we was watching Black Lightning, right? And so mm -hmm. watching Black Lightning, we, you know, and I found myself like on certain episodes, I'm like, oh my God, he's going about to kiss that girl. Like, you know, and I'm trying to like fast forward the part. I'm like, okay, I don't want him to see you, whatever. But the, the thing was more awakening for me is that Trey was like, are they gay? I was like, what? Huh? First of all, I was like, thrown off at the fact of like I'm trying to protect him of something I'm thinking he has no no uh concept of and the fact that he even said that so like fluently I was like wait and so we actually you know I kind of I put a, a attack on my mind with that like okay so when they got to like a dull part in the show I was like so I was like how did you know that right he was like I was like where did you hear that before because I'm thinking like we've never had that kind he's like all my friends told me at school. I said, I told you what at school. Like, oh, when boys and boys kiss and when girls, like, he was just so, like, and I'm thinking, like, y'all in third grade talking about what is, where was the teacher at? You know, I'm saying, like, what was y'all doing these conversations? But what it did for me was that it allowed me to see, like, man, so many, like you said, our kids have access to so much. And so maybe he doesn't see that as like a regular conversation here, but that doesn't mean his friends don't. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't see it at school. And it also doesn't mean that I am going to be like, oh my gosh, you shouldn't talk about it. But like you said, I'd rather us have a conversation about mm -hmm. it. So anyway, be like, okay. I was like, so how does that, what does that mean to you? Like, how does that make you feel? And it, and it was actually really cool, but I'm thinking like he's eight years old. So we can be naive thinking our 12 year old, <laughs> right? doesn't know about sex and doesn't know about a whole bunch of stuff and they probably have seen all kind of stuff and if they haven't seen it their friends are talking about it mm -hmm. and it's just important it was important for me in that moment to be like okay one that we have those conversations because i can't shield you from the world but i can make sure you're educated and i can make sure that you're you don't feel uncomfortable talking to me about certain things either because i don't want you to feel like you should have it right you know um so i i think that's key on so when we're home with our kids having some intentional time like yeah we watching a movie but maybe if you don't feel comfortable talking about sex find a way that maybe in a show that you're watching it could be like hmm, what do you think or you know just trying to gauge you know how informed are they about things yeah, absolutely. I was a sheltered kid. We didn't cross the street until we were 11. Like, that's how sheltered we was. I got yeah. to college and, you know, my black heart was taken immediately because I hadn't seen half the stuff that, <laughs> you know, people had seen. And um, I think I was more prone to, you know, to things once I, I got kind of got free. Um, but 
like I said, like, like I said earlier, like they have access to so many things earlier. And then just because you're not talking about these things in your home, you don't know what's going on in the next person's home. And you don't know what kind of freedom or restrictions or, you know, lack of restrictions they have in, you know, their, their peers' home. So starting those conversations, you know, you don't have to have a full on, you know, sex talk at age eight. But, mm -hmm. you know, definitely still introducing, you know, talking about your bodies and, like you said, you know, introducing, ask, just asking those little subtle questions yeah. of, yeah. of, of the show, just to kind of see where where their head is, and then just have let the conversation kind of organically flow from there. Um, so if you don't want to be in a place where you're so uncomfortable, your kids so uncomfortable, because then like you're not going to really get anywhere. But just having those setting those intentional times, like you said, to um, just really have those conversations and just kind of plant the seed. All right, what does my kid know about this? All right, so. Yeah. If they're thinking about this, their friends are talking about this. And one thing that I really appreciate um, with the relationship that I have with my daughter, and um, she's 11, and right now, like, she's open. She tells me everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, so grateful for that. And she has some little friends. Not little friends. She has some friends at school. <laughs> you like, know, we sound like real mamas. Her little friends. <laughs> They like to have um, <laughs> they like to have little chats and stuff. And um, Kylie was on on Snapchat, and she was like, "Mom, they start they start cursing," and I just deleted Snapchat. And I was like, mm -hmm. "Okay, so what were they talking about? You know, what made you feel uncomfortable?" And you know, she was really honest. And I think that um, just having that relationship with her, just starting it kind of early, and my hope, my prayer is that she will continue to be that open with me um, as she continues to to get older. Um, but definitely, you know. Just having no, just again, have you want them to talk to you rather than anyone else, or even if right. it's not you, if it's um, you know, an aunt or you know, a grandmother. Just having somebody, an adult figure who um, is important to them, who is a good role model, someone they can really be open with um, and honest with, and who will have their back. Because you don't want there are a lot of adults out here who don't care and yeah. who tell your kid whatever in order to get you know whatever they want out of them. So. Um, yeah, just having those conversations, making this time intentional, making that time where you're spending quality time with your kid. And maybe initially it might be a little bit awkward. Maybe you haven't spent that time with your child in a very long time due to work or school or whatever it is. Um, but even if it's just, like I said, like 20 minutes a day and then that's 20 minutes, you can take a walk together. You know, you can watch a movie together. You all can play Connect Four, you know, just yep. something. And then just, you know, put a little, a little bug out there. All right. So um, what's going on with you and such and such? Or, you know, what do you know about this? And then just kind of see how the reaction and then just have that conversation. Yeah. And I think you, before we go to the next thing, hit it on the head. Because even, I mean, I teach high school and as much as parents may feel like, man, you know, maybe some time has been lost. Right. So maybe I haven't had the close relationship with my daughter or I haven't had that most, uh, intimate, you can come tell me anything kind of relationship. Kids yearn for that, right? Regardless of how much they feel hurt by you or they feel whatever. Like I have, you know, kids who they'll share with me, you know what I mean? Like you can tell it's coming from a place of pain. Like my mom don't care. Well, they're not going to care. However, it makes their day when they can tell me like, that's what I did Saturday morning. We went to the, my mom took me with her to get her nails done. Like they look for those opportunities that they can look for the turnaround, right? Like, even though this might have been what has been thus far, I believe we're, we're it's changing. And so um, this pandemic, I think in many ways is a reset for relationships. Maybe you haven't had the most 
Um, and you may have some regrets about that. I don't know how to do it, but like you just gave, I think some excellent advice, like start small. Your girl might act like she don't want to hear you. She want to hear you. They want to see you. They want, they want to know that you care and it may take some time, but it's important because that's a boy. There's certain places that I feel like mothers just have a special place in boys and girls hearts. And if it's not taken care of, it comes out in other ways. So, um, it's so important. Um, I, I, I threw this question here. I didn't tell you this ahead of time because I want to see, see what your, <laughs> I want to see what your reaction would be. But I um I was at a woman's event last year, and this was one of the questions she had us do, and I thought it was really cool. She actually had some young girls who were there. It was for Women's History Month, and she had some high schoolers and elementary school girls there, and they sat in the front of the room. And the question she asked us was more so advice we were able to give these girls was what's one thing you would tell your younger self? And I thought it was so, so like mind blowing because we're sitting in front of these middle school girls and high school girls and telling them things that, man, I wish someone would have told me when I was your age, right? Or I wish I would have, not, not that they didn't tell me, but I wish I believed it, right? Because I don't, and many times when I think about when I was younger, people would tell me things, but it's really about did I believe those things they were pouring into me. And it wasn't until I got older that I was like, man, life would have been so much easier if I just lived in that truth, right? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, you know, you get a little tired to think about it, but what would you, what are, it could be more than one thing, but what's one thing that you're like, man, I'm so passionate about the work I do because this is one thing I wish someone would have told my younger self. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, um, okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Trust me. Trey will be here next. He's coming. I'm like, I already dread it. He's coming. <laughs> um, I think the, the one thing that I would tell my, my younger self is that, that you're worthy. You're worthy of greatness. Um, you're worthy of anything that you can dream. Um, you are beautiful. Um, you are you know, you're amazing and that, you know, your your voice matters and that your opinion matters and that, um, you know, you're here for a reason. I think those are the things that I really, really needed to, I think I heard them a little bit, but I really need to, to believe, you know, that um, I was here for a purpose and that I, 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 I am important and I am worthy of happiness. And, and I think that if I, if I believe that as a kid, what my life would be totally different. You know, even as I'm approaching, you know, up there, <laughs> I'm just really, um, really starting to embrace that, you know, even within the last year or two, um, you know, still going through some, some rough stuff and just having that, that self-worth, that um, understanding that, you know what, um, nobody's perfect, but I'm worth it. And, yeah. you know, anything that I can dream of, anything that I want, I can go after it. And, you know, if people say no, if they don't like it, that's on them, you know, and um, just having that confidence um, is something that, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your dreams. Nobody else does believe in you. Yeah. I, you know, when I think about when I was middle school or even younger, similar to you, I grew up in a, not necessarily shelter, but my parents were very much so like, we're going to pour into you. And we, you know, they would keep things. And we was those kids that, the family knew you better not curse around or you can't do, you know, we those kids, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, really, really? You know, 
Um, but you know, but it was fun going to my cousin's house because I got to see the real, you know, it was I was that child, but I think that similar to what you just said, like your worth, but I think also um because I was so big about being the good girl, I think that I also was scared to take risks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was like, you know what, this is what I'm known for, this is what I'm safe in, like. Um, it wasn't until I got much older that I was like, maybe I'll try singing or maybe I will, you know, do this because I just felt like, am I good enough for it? Like, but it's okay to mess up. And I think I was that person. Like, I was scared to mess up. And I think that as you get older, you realize like, man, it's like beauty in that. You know what I mean? Like when you try something new, you don't even know if you like it or if you can do it. And it's actually okay. You know, it's okay. And I think you're just so used to this idea of like, well, only girls like this do that or only people like this do that. But realizing that you can actually create what what is supposed to be for you. There's no boundaries in, in like yeah. and the only limitation is you ultimately. Right. And so um, I think that that's something I really wish. And I know people told me that, like, you know, go out, try out for it. But I didn't believe that, mm -hmm. you know, I would be accepted or I could do those things. And so uh, I'm just sharing that because I think it's so important for mentor groups like what you're having, because there are girls who, you know, on the outside are going to act like they're OK with what they are. Like, like, man, I wish I could. Like, you taking them to see Misty Copeland, like. I mean, I've always wanted to do ballet. Like, can girls do that? You know, and, but seeing someone else do it and being exposed to it gives you, like, that extra confidence. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go to a ballet class. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do this. But a lot of times if they don't see it, if they don't have other people expose them to it and let them know that that could be a part of your reality as well, you can kind of just get used to what the people around you are doing. You know? Um, so I know, again, and then we got some comments. Making sure you say it. I they so like proud of you, girl. They like we so proud of you, Sabina. <laughs> and this is the thing too. You are so natural. You were like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm nervous. You are doing so great, Sabina. I'm really? so, I am. I'm, I'm. You know. I think that it's important. First of all, uh, even in this space, there is no right way of doing it, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's just really just being yourself and sharing your truth and sharing like why you do what you do, and people connect with that, right? And so thinking about during this time, I, like I said earlier, this is a great time for people to dream and um, and figure out what their next thing. Like, what do you want to be next? I know you kind of hinted to her earlier, doing some more like exposure with the girls. Um, but what's like next for you know, girls are pearls. So, um. Messed us up <laughs> this morning, you know. Um, so my hope is to be able to reschedule some of the um, events that we had coming up um, initially. Um, in August, we do have a plan, hopefully, um, to uh, still partner with the Auditorium Theater. Um, unfortunately, we won't be able to see Misty Copeland, but um, if they are able to come back next year, um, definitely want to do that. And just reconnecting with those um, events that we have planned and hopefully be able to plan those again. Um, we are in the process of trying to get our 501c3. Um, so once we do that, that will open up a lot of opportunities. Um, because I, 
reaching out to some some places in order for them to um, allow us to go to places for free. You know, we have to have that nonprofit status. Um, so that's what we're working on now. Um, if you want to donate to our cause, um, you can visit um, girlsarepearls.org. At the bottom, there's a way that you can donate um, either through Cash App or through PayPal. We would um, love the support. Um, we're also in the process of creating like a monthly newsletter where we're able to um, highlight girls and their art. Um, so if you have a girl that is a poet, if you have a girl that's a photographer or a painter or whatever their creative expression is, um, please go to our website and subscribe so that you can be up to date on how to um, submit uh, submissions for your girls. Um, that information will be coming out soon. Also, just go to our website and um, subscribe so that you can be um First to know any events that we have, um, I am partnering with some other girls' organizations um, so that when we do have these um, service opportunities and these exposure trips, um, that I do have girls that um, are able to take part in it. But you don't have to be a part of another yeah. organization. If you're a young girl and you're on our website, you know, like, you know what? I really want to go to the Wonder Museum or, you know what? I really love to volunteer and I want to serve at the, at the women's shelter. Um, subscribe to our, our page so that you know you can be um, the first to know when those things are coming up so that we can um, get you involved with those things. Um, yeah, so we have the newsletters coming up. We have the 501c3. Ultimate goal is um, a youth center. Um, yeah, that's that's my ultimate goal. That, that's, that's, that's been there in my heart since I was a little kid. So mm -hmm. it's going to happen, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely going to happen. Um, but yeah, those those are the next things. I feel like I'm missing something though. Do you need people? Like, do you need people to be like support as far as like mentors or people to come when y'all do the program? Like, are you yeah, looking for not just girls but adults as well to help? Absolutely. So, if you're interested in mentoring, or if you if you have um, if you're interested in sharing your gifts with another um, with a girl, visit our website, subscribe, or you can just email us at um, info at girlsourpearls.org. Um, and you know, just shoot me an email. You can also go to our website and do the contact us. And there's a place where you can write a contact and you can say, you know what, I'm interested in volunteering or I'm a local, um, I don't know, cook. And mm -hmm. I want to, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, they need to eat. They need to eat. So y'all can feed the girls. Cause I have some students who, you know, who, who want to learn how to cook. So, you know, that would be a really good, good thing to do as well. So any way that you would like to support Girls Are Pearls, we would love to have you. Again, our website is scrolling at the bottom, girlsarepearls.org. You can go there. You can find our email address. You can find out um, ways to support us financially as well as, um, and, you know, I'll take your prayers too. You know, anything that you can submit or you can help with, um, even if it's just a, I saw my mother-in-law and my mom were on here. Like, we're so proud of you. One of my coworkers, um, one of my other good friends were making comments. So even just that support. Yeah. Sometimes I just need to, 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 just to know that, like, what I'm doing is not in vain. So, um just any way you can support or you know even just watching this is, is just getting this exposure is really and i'm really grateful for you too jarema um and just being able to reconnect in that class randomly i know, you know? right <laughs> you know, that was that was that was amazing so yeah you know and i'm i'm so big about uh i think these things are always in perfect timing right and so uh as you all may or may not know me and samika went to high school together and it's just so amazing to see how life and God's plans is, I mean, you got to go through some things, you learn some lessons and he 
push you on what your passion and what you should be doing and relationships which i'm learning that originally may have started in one space are also needed and want to continue to grow in other spaces has been so encouraging for me and i think confirmation for what you're doing is that everything that you need he's going to provide right so even you saying i need a website i need all of that guess what it's gonna be someone that you used to do whatever with and they're gonna be like girl i'm a website designer let, let's let's get that done right it's like because he knew that you needed it even back then so i think it's putting it out there um allows one for us to know what we need because a lot of times when we're building things we feel like we got to prove to people i can do it by myself right like um i you know i'm i'm not weak i could get this done and, and there's nothing wrong with collaboration nothing with partnership because as you know why we reinvent we teachers girl i'm not reinventing no wheels so <laughs> if you know how to get a 501c3 the fast way tell me because i don't want to have to go through the long way okay <laughs> if you know the best way to program and get things done or get a youth center like if you got space in a youth center you could give me because I put it out there now you know that's what I'm looking for so I just hope that as people are watching and people are listening um it's just important that we work together that's the only way we really are going to be our best selves um if we really understand partnership and collaboration um so my last thing as you see up on here is a call to action so I love to always end with what do we want girls to walk away with and what do we want maybe the parents to walk away with and so we've heard what we can do to support you leaving now like if there's a young girl watching because i did tell some of my friends when young girls watch i need to go here what would you want young girls to be doing during this time and then what would you say to families um we kind of hint to it but what would be some some pearls you want them to walk away with from this conversation um, for the girls, I would say you really use the time to think about some things that you may be interested in. Even if you're just a little bit curious and you're not exactly sure, you have some doubts about, I don't know if I can do it. Um, this is the time where you're in the house to, to experiment, to explore, to try new things. Um, if you want to learn how to cook, get on the stove. You know, just just try it out. Have your your little brother or sister be your, your, your little tester. Um, <laughs> if you are makeup, go on YouTube, figure it out, find some tutorials. If you want to get in shape, there are so many like free fitness and yoga things that are going on right now. Um, if you um, our writer, you know, use this time to 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 really express yourself in your writing. Send your your stuff to, to Girls Our Pearls. We'll publish it. You know, yeah. we'll we'll book it so that it's it's being exposed to the world. And then if you you're not ready to to put it up there like that, um, you know, just have your friends and your family read over it. But really use this time to to just explore and just try to figure out stuff that you want to do because you may not have another time like this where you have the free time to really, you know what. I want to learn how to play double dutch. You know, yeah. I want to, learn how to um, you know, do whatever. I want to change my room around. You know, use yeah. this time. And um, I think for families, the things that I would take away is to use this time to reconnect. Um, yeah. Use this time to talk to your girls. Um, use this time to um, really get to, to know one another. And um, just have those honest conversations. But also, it doesn't have to be stuffy all the time. You know, I know that the schools are really, my school is pushing us hard, you know, this workload, I love my job. <laughs> but, you know, right. But it's a lot. Um, yeah. One thing that I, that I tell my parents is that, you know, the education part is going to be there. 
And while it's very important, just reconnecting because we we won't have a time like this again. And if you're able to spend this time with your kids and you're not able to get to all 25 assignments that you assigned to them, it's okay. You know, this is the time that's that's most important. Connecting, reconnecting, um, just making these girls understand that they are worth it, that they are important, they are beautiful, they can do any and everything. You know, they put their minds to, and even if stuff that they don't think that they can do, try it out. And if you fail, yep. it's okay. It is okay. Okay. Ask for help. I never ask for help. It has been like pulling teeth, and my mom is listening. She'll tell you, like, it's it's just something that I struggle with. Um, but ask for help because you can't do it on your own, and it's okay. It doesn't make you weak, it doesn't make you less than. Um, you know, that's what you have your friends and family for. And you in the house with them, use them. Yep, yep. I love it. So as we said, as you see at the bottom, um, visit the website, join the mailing list, share this page, share this talk so that more and more girls and more and more families can reconnect. I think that more than ever, girls, boys, we all need a community, right? And so if you feel like your girls need to be connected and need to have a space where they can grow, uh, why not cultivate those relationships now so that when we are free <laughs> to go around. We got somewhere to go to. I know it sounds so crazy, but at least we have we some things that we've built during this time. Um I, you know, to end, I had a couple of students I had a class with yesterday that I was teaching online. And one of my students, that was something he shared. He said, I said, how's it been during this time? He was like, it's actually been kind of sad. I've lost some friends. And in that he didn't mean like even by like death or like literally we're not friends anymore. And I think that you know, something I share with him is that, you know, during this time is really hard because people are not necessarily in their best mindsets. It's a lot going on. And um, you may feel like, well, if you really my friend, you'll be calling me or you'll be doing this. And I just think it's just important that we have community and people to um, need because of anything. What we don't need is to be losing friends and losing relationships during this time. And so um, whether this might be a chance for new friendships. Right. So hopefully um, this is the beginning of some really, really great partnerships from people watching this and some more families reaching out. If you're watching, we got more people coming in. Tell Samika she did such a great job. Say great job, Samika. You did such a great job. Um, at the bottom, please, again, like I said, visit Girls Are Pearls. And um, I look forward to even the more work we're going to do together. Um, I'm excited about what you're doing. So Thank have you. a great rest of your evening. Thank you. Thank you everybody. This is great. Bye. 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 Bye.